Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everyone. This is your host, Kathy L. McKenzie, today. You're on the Blog Talk Radio, The Master Key. This is the uh, Kingdom Women Living for the King, and we just are so excited that we're able to be with you today. Some of you may be listening now, and some of you may listen um, later on, but we just thank God that you have tuned in so you can hear a word from the Lord uh, we believe that whatever it is that God will, uh, would love for you to hear today, that's what he's going to speak directly to you. It's just so amazing how many people can be listening to the broadcast, and each one of us will receive something totally different because God knows how to speak directly to uh, your situation and your circumstance. Whatever it is that's going on in your life, God knows how to give you a word strictly for you. Um, and so we just thank God for you tuning in and listening to us. Tell someone about the broadcast. We've been on for a t- quite some time now, I believe since the month of uh, September. And so, therefore, we believe that this is what God has ordained for us to do. And uh, so we want you to tell someone about the broadcast. Uh, Let someone know that you've been blessed listening to the broadcast, listening to the master key, listening to the order of kingdom relationships, listening to kingdom women living for the king, listening on Saturday afternoon at 12 noon, releasing the supernatural, Monday Monday night and and Tuesday night you're listening to uh, the man of God as he speaks unlocking and liberating the real you. So tell someone about it and let them know so they can tune in and also be blessed. Um, if you desire to call in, our regular um, guest call-in number is area code 347-237-5493. And also the 1-800 number is 877-537-3321. Um, also, the next time you will hear us will be on Saturday um, afternoon at 12 noon till 1 p.m. Uh, the man of God will be with us, the master key, releasing the supernatural. You will hear Dr. E.J. McKenzie speaking uh, to you on the broadcast on Saturday afternoon. Also, by way of announcement, uh, we have our watch night service that we will be having on Monday, December the 31st. We know many churches do not have watch night service, so if you are listening or you know someone that will be free on that night, tell them about our watch night service. We will be back at the Embassy Suites Hotel. That's the airport, Miami Airport location. The address is 3974 South River Drive, Miami, Florida, and the parking is $5. We will begin at 10 p.m., and we would love to have you join with us to hear a word from God. We encountered the supernatural when we had our Encountering the Supernatural Services, November the 9th, 10th, and 11th. We was at the Embassy Suites Hotel. We heard two powerful men of God give us a, a, a breakthrough word. And so we believe that uh, when you come and join with us on Watch Night Service, that God is also going to speak a fresh word to you, our guest speaker. is none other than our man of God, Dr. E.J. McKenzie. And God always gives him a word uh, 
for the hour for our watch night service. He goes before God. He spent time consecrating himself just so he can get a fresh word and a right now word to speak to our lives. Um, so why don't you join with us if you don't have any other service to go to? Be with us. That again, that's at ten. PM. Also, we do our monthly fast um, at the end of the month, and because the end of the month is um, Christmas, uh, well, actually, the uh, last Monday is uh, the 31st, so we um, decided to change our uh, fast and our days of consecration, and the dates that we will be fasting and consecrating is the week before Christmas, which is December the 17th. 18th and the 19th. We will be on the uh, prayer line, the conference line. We do have a new number. Um, if you're listening and you'd like to have that number, you can give us a call here at the administrative office uh, and we would get that number to you. Or if you know one of the members of our church, um, you can uh, speak to them and they will be able to give it to you because we have published it in the POW. So, again, that's our prayer that we changed. We rescheduled it for um, this month because we know Christmas time is a time that um, families are together. They are cooking together, fellowshipping, spending time together. Um, and so the Lord dealt with Dr. McKenzie's heart to reschedule that prayer. So our monthly corporate uh, prayer and fasting will be the week before Christmas, which is December the 17th, 18th, and the 19th. All right, well, we're going to get right into what God has to speak to us and say to us uh, this afternoon. Um, on Sunday, Dr. McKenzie has really been encouraging us uh, in a powerful message that God has given unto him, uh, apostasy, uh, which is the message that he's been speaking to us, apostasy, end time manipulation. And so Sunday, this past Sunday, was part two of that uh, message. And apostasy is abandonment uh, of a previous loyalty also means uh, defection. And the Bible speaks that in the last days there will, there will be a defection. And so we have to examine our heart to make sure that we do not defect from the faith. This is our due season. This is our set time. And we know that God has spoken some powerful words to us, uh, powerful prophetic words to us, uh, powerful promises that he's about to manifest in our lives. Um, we know that God is uh, not going to do it. God has already done it. We're just waiting for the manifestation of it. And so with waiting for the manifestation of it, we want to keep our eyes on God. We want to stay focused on God. Uh, Proverbs admonishes us in the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter, they keep your heart with all diligence, but out of it flows the issues of life, or guard your heart, another translation says. So it's my responsibility, it's your responsibility to guard your heart, to not allow anything to take your eyes or your love for God away from God. We don't want um, God to manifest in our lives, and then instead of me focusing on God and keeping my eyes on God and giving him the thanks and praising him and worshiping him, I begin to look at uh, the promises that he's manifesting in my life, and then that began to take more of my love, my affection, than God. So 
It's my responsibility to keep my heart, to guard my heart, to not allow anything to take the place of God, to sit on the throne of my heart besides God. So I have to keep my heart. I have to make sure every day that my focus is God. I got to make sure every day that I'm uh, looking towards God, that I that I keep my love relationship rekindled and, and on fire for God, that I'm constantly keeping my focus on God. God and not allowing anything to pull me away from my relationship with God. And so we've been encouraged by a man of God concerning apostasy because the Bible says in the last days there will be a great falling away. And so you have to make sure that you are not one of the ones that the enemy has pulled out of purpose and has caused to fall away from the faith or defect from the faith. And so we are encouraged to keep our eyes on the Lord, keep our focus on God. Uh, just like you go to school, uh, and when a person is in school, then they have to make sure that they study. They have to make sure that they apply themselves to what the teacher, the, instruct, the instructor has given unto them, the professor has given unto them. They got to make sure because when it's time for them to take the exam, if they have studied, if they have applied themselves uh, and, were, and, and gone over, reviewed the notes and reviewed the lesson, then when it's time to take the exam, guess what? They're going to pass because why? They have been uh, uh, practicing and have been studying. They've been appropriating everything that the teacher has instructed them to do. And so when, uh, when it's time to take the test, they know they will pass. So it's the same way with you and I. When God allows the test to come, you and I must know that my, my safety is in stand in relationship with God. My safety net is in keeping my eyes on God. No matter what God brings in my life, no matter what uh, manifests in my life, the promises of God, it's not going to steal my affection. Uh, I'm not going to allow my affection to be stolen um, and turn to the blessing rather than keeping my eyes on the blesser. And so uh, if I live uh, every day focusing on God, keeping my eyes on God, then the blessing will not steal my affection. One of the scriptures that the Lord ministered to me is from the book of Psalms, Psalms 91 and verse 1. Uh, if you have your Bible, you can turn that with me. If not, I'm going to read it. Uh, Psalms 91 and verse 1, the Amplified Version says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Now, we know uh, you're familiar with this passage of Scripture, but this is a choice. It's a choice for you to dwell in the secret place because it says he who dwells. Everybody don't dwell in the secret place. So it's a choice for you and I um, to dwell in the secret place. But guess what? Everybody can dwell there, but do everybody make the choice to dwell there? Just like everybody can uh, praise God, but do everybody make that choice to praise God? Everybody can worship God, but do everybody make that choice to worship God? Um, so it says, he who dwells, or she, uh, who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, uh, that word stable means firmly established. So if I read that again, it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain firmly established. It also means to be fixed and steadfast. So he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain fixed, shall remain 
steadfast. Why? Because I'm dwelling in the secret place. And that word dwells means to abide, to remain, to stay. So it's your choice. Uh, people of God to remain, to abide, to rem, uh, to to be uh, to live. It also means to live in the secret place of the Most High. Will remain firmly established, fixed, and steadfast. Now listen. If I'm dwelling in the secret place, then when I will not be one of the ones that will operate in a spirit of apostasy. I will not be one of the ones that will defect. From the faith, because why? I'm dwelling in a secret place. And so because I'm dwelling in a secret place, it's my choice to dwell there. And because I'm dwelling there, then I am firmly established, I am fixed, and I am steadfast. And it also means, stable also means not changing or fluctuating. And how many of us have allowed situations to change us? All of us, I'll be the first one to say it, uh, all of us have allowed from time to time situations to change us. Because sometimes, you know, we take our eyes off the Lord and we look um, at the situation. But when I dwell, make that choice to dwell in a secret place, then I will not allow the situation to change me. I won't allow the situation to cause me to be fluctuated in my faith. Remember the scripture we gave to you uh, from First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, and beginning with verse 16. It says, those who are happy in the faith. So if I'm happy in the faith, I will not allow myself to defect from the faith. Why? Because I'm happy in my faith. I, I, I'm happy because I love God, uh, and the only thing that pleases God is faith. Uh, so I'm learning every day how to keep my eyes on the Lord, how to keep my focus on God, uh, how not to allow people and stuff and things uh, to pull me away from my love relationship with the Lord. Remember what God said concerning the seven churches in the book of Revelations, uh, the fourth chapter there, I believe it's in the fourth chapter when he talks about the different churches, uh, and I believe it's in, uh, excuse me, I believe it's the third chapter and verse four, and he says, I have somewhat ought against you. You have left your first love. How many of us have allowed things and people and stuff to pull us away from our love relationship with the Lord? Remember when you first gave your life to the Lord and you fell in love with the Lord? I mean, boy, I mean, every day you was uh, uh, reading his word, you was talking to him. Nobody could not tell you that you were not in love with, with the Lord Jesus Christ. You was in love and you knew it. But ask yourself, am I still in love with God like I was when I first gave my life to him? You know, I had such a zeal. I had such a passion for God. Uh, boy, I enjoyed those times where I would spend time in his word, and I would hear him talk to me. I would commune with him. I would um, just spend time in his presence, meditating on his word. I enjoyed those times. Ask yourself, what has caused me to be pulled away from spending that quality time with God now? And all of us, uh, you know, maybe when I, you gave your life to the Lord, you were single, but now you're married. Now you have kids. You have a family. So some of your, your, your time is divided. You have to bring balance to it. Uh, um, that's why you have to make sure you have a quiet time throughout the 24 hours in the day. God give us 24 hours. How much of that tw those 24 hours do I spend with God? We go to work. 
We give our job eight hours. Some of us do overtime. Uh, and so with the overtime, you have eight hours plus, um, just say if it's two extra hours, that's 10 hours right there. And then you still have 14 hours. How much of the 14 hours um, do you give God? How much time do I spend uh, reading the Word of God? How much time do I spend meditating on God? How much time do I spend praising God? How much time do I spend worshiping God? All of us do things, and all of us have a busy schedule, and all of us have to take care of those of us who have families. We have to take care of our families. Uh, if you're married like we are, then you have to make sure that when you go home, you're taking care of your spouse. Uh, uh, you make sure that the kids are fed. Uh, you're making sure that uh, there's food uh, uh, that everybody can eat. Uh, all of these things are taken care of, uh, but how much time do I give God? How much time do I spend in the presence of God? So here it says in Psalms 91 and 1, it says, He who dwells, uh, again, that's a choice. You have to make a decision that I choose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High so I can remain firmly established in my faith. I can remain fixed in my faith. I can remain steadfast in my faith. And I can remain unchanged and not fluctuating in my faith. It also means, stable means also a permanent, enduring. So I, that means that I can endure the test of time. Whatever the test is that God allows me to go through, uh, I can endure. Why? Because I know that God loves me. And I know that God is testing me uh, because he, he's testing my faith to, to see if I'm going to keep his word like he did with the children of Israel in the book of Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter. He's testing our faith to see what's in our hearts. Uh, he's testing our faith to see if things is going to pull me away from him. He's testing out my faith to see if stuff is going to pull me away, people are going to pull me away. He's testing my faith to see if I'm going to continue to stand and trust his word, if I'm going to continue to stand and believe his word in spite of what it looks like. Because guess what? This is our due season. Uh, this is our set time. We know it. We can smell it. Uh, the atmosphere has changed. Uh, we're in a different season. And, and so, therefore, our focus is God. We know that God has made some promises unto us, and God said that this is our due season and our set time, so we're looking to God. We have our eyes on God. So, therefore, we choose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High so we can remain stable. We can remain permanent. We can endure. We we can remain uh, firmly established and fixed and steadfast. Amen? Because we know that God has our back. Amen? God is with us. He said he never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, and so, therefore, the momentum of God has increased. Uh, the momentum of God has increased in the atmosphere. Can't you sense it in the atmosphere? Can't you sense that something is happening? God is manifesting his promises. So every day, guess what? Today just might be the day that God manifests the promise of God to you. Don't you have some powerful words, that, uh, prophetic words that God has spoken over your life, whether he spoke it through the man of God, the woman of God, or he spoke it to you uh, yourself? Uh, it doesn't matter, but God has given you a promise from him, and therefore you're going to keep your eyes on him because you know that any day now God just may manifest. <laughs> and I want to be right there in the secret place of the Most High 
tonight are ready to receive the, the manifestation of the promise that God has given unto us. Have you written down the promises of God? Have you taken that prophet word that God has spoken over your life? Have you translated it into words and put it on paper so every time you read it, you can run like the book of Habakkuk talks about uh, 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 every time you read it, you can run. Why? Because you have a promise from God. And God says his word will not be delayed any longer. So therefore, uh, in the month of October, this, uh, on the seventh day, God reestablished panorama. And so when God reestablished us, guess what? <laughs> Every door that God promised us, God has already opened it. And as a matter of fact, God said that he's put before us open doors. So so op- the, the doors are open. And if the doors are open, that means you need you and I need to walk through the open doors that God has opened for us. Amen. Is there some open doors that God has opened for you in your marriage? Walk through those open doors. What about on your job? Walk through those open doors. What about with your uh, your children? Uh, walk through those open doors. What about in, in your relationship? Walk through the open doors that God has opened for you. Amen. Today is, is your day of increase. Uh, so this is the time for you and I to stay focused. Why? Because the best is yet to come. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Say that to yourself. The best is yet to come for me. So why? Because I'm going to stay focused on God. God has already made the promise and I don't want to stop the promises of God. I heard the man of God ask a question on, I believe it was Sunday, and he said, can the promises of God be stopped? And different ones said, uh, no, no, no. And guess what? He said, yes, yes, they can. Because how? Uh, uh, meaning that the enemy can try, uh, he, he will come and try to stop uh, the promises of God from being manifested in your life. He did it for the children of Israel. How many times did he stop the children of Israel? So are we any greater or better than the children of Israel? No. So we have to make sure that we're walking softly before God. We're walking in a spirit of humility and we're trusting God every step of the way. We can do nothing of ourselves. We need God every step of the way. I need God to grace me to stand and stay focused on him today. I need God to grace me, the spirit of God, to stand up on the inside of me and help me to keep my eyes on him and help me not to look at my boss. I know my boss don't like me. My boss is coming against me. Uh, they, you know, it just seems like I'm going through on my job, but my eyes is on God because God has given me a promise. He's getting ready to promote me. Uh, God has already, uh, let, me, let me take that back. He's not getting ready to promote you. God has already promoted you. He's just waiting for you. Uh, you're just waiting for the manifestation of it. And so, therefore, you're keeping your faith in him. You're not looking at your boss. You know, they're just an instrument that God has allowed to test you, but your faith is in God, not your boss. Amen? God has already increased your finances. God has already blessed your marriage. God has already blessed your children. God has already blessed your relationships. God has already blessed your children. God has already blessed you. And so God has already blessed your body. God has already brought healing to your body. God has already healed you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Today is your day of increase. And so God is strengthening you and I to give birth to the promises of God. God is strengthening you and I to to, uh, to travail. God is strengthening us to push. This is the time for us to push the promises of God out. God is strengthening us to endure. God is strengthening 
strengthening us to stay fixed. God is strengthening us to stay steadfast. God is strengthening us to remain permanent. God is strengthening us to endure. Amen. And so our focus is on God. God is increasing your capacity. God is strengthening you. So you don't want to abort the promises of God. We know that the best is yet to come. Our eyes is on God. God gave us a word a while back and God said that I'm getting ready to renew you. I'm getting ready to revive you. I'm getting ready uh, to restore you. And that was a while ago. And then notice I said God said that he's getting ready to. So we believe and know that it's already done. Again, we're just waiting for the manifestation of it. And, and as we're waiting, we're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. We choose to dwell in the secret place. Tomorrow, I choose to dwell in the secret place. Saturday, I choose to dwell in the secret place. Sunday, I choose to dwell in the secret place. Every day I wake up, God, I choose to dwell in the secret place. And as I choose to dwell in your secret place, God, I know that you're going to keep me remain. You're going to help me to stay stable. You're going to help me to be fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. And if you're fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, then every promise that God has promised you and I is going to uh, manifest. Today may be the day that it manifests in your life. And then in verse 2 of Psalms 91, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Notice what David said. Because I'm dwelling in the secret place, <clears throat> he says, I'm going to say of the Lord, he's my refuge. David had confidence in God. And David had faith in God. And we know the story concerning David. We know that David sinned and missed God. We all have sinned and missed God. But that's not the focus here. The focus here is dwelling in the secret place because why? God is manifesting his promises in our lives. So he, David said, I will say of the Lord. I, I'm confident in who God God is. God is real to David. And so David was able to say this. I hear my husband talk like this with such boldness and passion and confidence in who God is. And that's the place that I desire to, to be, that I have so much confidence in God, so much trust in God, that there's no fear. There's nothing. I know that God is with me. I'm able to walk out uh, uh, like Sarah was able to go with the man of God, Abraham, when God told uh, Abraham to get out. From, from his country, from his family, and leave and go into a place that he did not tell him where he was going, but Sarah, the woman of God, walk with the man of God. That's the place that I see myself uh, with my man of God, walking to the places that God has spoken for us to go. And so David said, I will serve the Lord. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. Now, if you look at the word refuge, it means shelter or protection from danger or distress. It's a place that provides protection. So David said, I will say of the Lord, he is my protection. He is my shelter from danger and distress. So that's why uh, we're able to go in a place that we don't even know where it's at, <laughs> but we're trusting God that it's a safe place because God is not going to see me out into danger. Uh, he's not going to see me out to destroy me or kill me, uh, but he's going to send me out. And as he sends me out, I go knowing that I'm protected knowing that I'm sheltered. And then he says, he is my refuge and my fortress. Fortress means a fortified place. It's a stronghold. Fortified place means to give physical strength. So David was saying, he is my shelter, my protection, and he is my fortified place. He's my, uh, he's the God that gives me physical strength. Uh, he's the God that gives me protection. He's my stronghold. And fortified place also means to give courage and endurance. 
So God is the one that's going to keep you and I. He's going to, as we dwell in the secret place, he's going to give us that courage. He's going to cause us to endure. So in the last day, you and I will not defect from the faith. Why? Because I'm dwelling, I'm living, I abide, I remain, I'm stable, I'm permanent, I endure, I'm steadfast, I'm fixed right here in the secret place of the Most High. And it's a choice that I make every day. And then David said, he's my refuge. God is my fortress. He's my God. On him I rely. I don't rely on the stuff that God has given unto me. I don't trust the things that God has given unto me. I don't rely. My faith is not in the people that God has brought in my life. It's not in them. My faith and trust and confidence is in God. And David says, in him I confidently trust. And a stronghold is a place of security or survival. In other words, David is saying that God, not only is God my, my stronghold, but God is my place of security. He is the, uh, my source of survival. Uh, everything may be going down, but I find my survival in God. Why? This is who God has become uh, in my life. This is who God is to David. And that's why David was able to say that we're all assurance, we're all confidence. Because why? He experienced God as such. Every test is designed for you and I to experience another dimension of God. As we trust him, then we experience another dimension of God. When I'm tested in my marriage and I stand, you know, with my faith in God, I stand trusting God, I stand knowing that God has allowed this to happen because God is trying to stretch our faith. He's trying to stretch us and cause us to grow in this marriage. So uh, as I stand, then I experience another dimension of Christ. I experience him in a, in a new way. As my husband stands, he experienced God in a new way. As you stand, you experience God in a new way. Now, if you read uh, Psalms 91 and you read uh, verses 1 and 2, and then in verse 3 through 8, it talks about divine promises. Because we have made the Lord, um, you know, we chose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Because we have chosen to do that, then in verses 3 through 8, these are the promises that God says is going to manifest in your life. God begin to name the different promises that he's going to manifest in our lives when we uh, stay and choose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And then because we choose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, then in verse 9, this is what God said I would do. Now, notice in verse 9, God said, because you have made the Lord your refuge, because remember in verse 1, uh, in verse 2, David said, he's my refuge and my, fo- and my fortress. So God says, because you have made the Lord your, uh, made me the Lord your refuge and the most high your dwelling place. So because you have allowed me to be Lord in your life, And because you have chosen to dwell in the secret place uh, of the Most High, and then he said in verse 10, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near you. He says you're going to see it all around you, but it's not going to befall you. It's not going to come uh, in your dwelling place. It's not going to come in your home. It's not going to come on your job or where you are. You may see it all around you, but it's not going to touch you because why? 
I am your Lord. Why? I am your dwelling place. And in me, you dwell, you live, you abide, you stay, you are fixed, you're steadfast, you're permanent, you endure. So he says, I'm your fortified place. I'm your stronghold. Because you have chosen me, then these are my, this is my promise unto you. And then in verse 11, he says, he will give his angels charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. See, it's your ways of obedience and your ways of service. Because you've made this choice, then God says, I'm going to give my angels charge over you. They're going to keep you. They're going to defend you. They're going to preserve you in all your ways. And then in verse 12, he says, they shall bear you up. Who's going to bear you up? The angels of God. They're going to bear you up in their hands, least you dash your foot against a stone. And then in verse 13, he says, you shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion, and the serpent shall you trample on the foot, under your foot. In other words, you're going to keep the enemy under your foot. He's already there, but you're going to make sure that he stays there. He's not coming from under your foot because there's authority in your foot and there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. And because you've made me your high tower, because you've chosen to dwell in me, me in that secret place, then I'm keeping you safe. Remember, you're steadfast, you're fixed, uh, you're permanent, you're enduring. Uh, I'm your fortified place. I'm your stronghold. I'm your protector. I am your shelter. And then he says in verse 14, because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. In other words, because I have set my love upon God, because you've set your love upon God, then God says, I'm going to deliver you. He says, I will send him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love, my kindness. He trusts and relies on me, knowing that I will never forsake him. No, never. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that a powerful promise from God that God says, because you have made me your dwelling place, then this is my promise unto you. This is what I will do in your life. This is how I will manifest in your life. This is how you will stay uh, and not defect from the faith, not operate in a spirit of apostasy in the last day. You, this is how you're going to be kept uh, and you will not allow yourself to be pulled away because of the stuff that I'm bringing, uh, that I will manifest in your life. You will not be manipulated in the end time because I'm getting ready to give you, uh, I'm going to manifest houses uh, in your life that you didn't uh, build. I'm going to uh, manifest uh, businesses uh, in your life life that you didn't have to go out and work for. I'm getting ready to, I'm not getting ready, but I'm manifesting all these promises in your life because why? Verse 1, you have chosen to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You've chosen to remain stable. You've chosen to be firmly established and fixed and steadfast and, and not change and not fluctuating. You've chosen to be permanent. You've chosen to endure. You've chosen to allow me, God says, to be your fortified place, to be your stronghold. That's why this is your due season and your set time. That's why I'm uh, manifesting uh, restoration in your life. That's why I'm manifesting uh, open doors in your life. That's why I'm manifesting my promises unto you. Because you've chosen me, and I've chosen to manifest my promises in your life. Oh, glory to God. Isn't that awesome what God has, uh, uh, the promises that God has made unto you and I? And then look at verse 15 in Psalms 91. He says, he shall call upon me. That means that you and I, we're going to call upon God, and God says, I will answer him. He says, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him 
and honor him. So get ready for your uh, deliverance. God is manifesting deliverance to you. God said in our due season and set time uh, prophetic word that God says, I'm manifesting the spirit, or I have released the spirit of Gershom. The spirit of Gershom uh, is the spirit of deliverance. God says, I have manifested the spirit of Eliezer to make you fruitful in the land of your suffering. God says, I have manifested the spirit of Manasseh. And this is just flowing out of my spirit. I'm not even looking at notes, but this is what God said. I have manifested and have released in your life the spirit of Manasseh. In other words, I've called you to forget the days of your suffering. I've called you to forget it. You're not even thinking about that because the promises that I have made unto you are so big and so magnificent, so grandiose, what I'm manifesting in your life, I mean, the day of your suffering is small in comparison to what I'm manifesting in your life. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Doesn't that show us how much God loves us? Doesn't that show us how much God wants to bless us and how much he wants to manifest in our life? He's just waiting on you and I to believe him, to stand on his promise to know that this is our due season and our set time. And this is the promises that makes us glad. <laughs> I don't care what kind of news you hear today. The promises of God is bigger than the news that you can hear that will try to bring you down. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh-uh. It's too late. I have a promise from God. God has already made me a promise, and God says he's going uh, to manifest uh, deliverance in my life. God says he's going to honor me because I've called out to him, and he answers me in the day of my trouble, and so therefore I know because I choose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, I choose to remain stable, I choose to remain fixed, I choose to remain steadfast, I choose to not change and fluctuate in my faith, I choose to be permanent and to endure, I choose to be steady and purpose, I choose to be firm, I choose God to be my fortified place, my stronghold, I choose God, and God is my protector, He's my shelter, therefore Today is my day of manifestation. Go ahead and say that. Today is my day of manifestation. And, and so when I, you and I, when the enemy try to come, oh, 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 I'm not even paying attention to you. Uh, no, no, no. I choose to think uh, on the good things. Uh, uh, something I heard my husband say, the man of God on last night when he was ministering uh, the message, uh, the anatomy of man, uh, the battlefield or the battleground of the mind. And he began to talk about the scripture in the book of uh, the book of Proverbs where it says, as a man thinketh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man continues to think in his heart, so is he. So ask yourself right now, what are you thinking? Are you thinking on the promises of God? Are you thinking on the word of God that God has spoken over your life? Are you thinking on that prophetic word that God just released in your life? God just released it in your marriage. God just released it in, and it just looked like, you know, nothing is is happening. Oh, no, don't look in the natural. Keep your eyes uh, 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 in the realm of the spirit. Keep your eyes focused on God. As a man thinketh, as a man thinketh. So, so if you're constantly thinking uh, on that which is good, that which is lovely, that which is just, that which is pure, if you're thinking, Thinking on those things, if they're being a virtue, they're being a praise. Think on these things. So what are you thinking? Are you thinking about the promises of God? Are you thinking what God has said? Don't pay attention to what the enemy is saying. Keep your focus on God. Rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Go back over the promises of God. Go back over, go back over 
meditate on the word of God so you can observe to do. And as I'm ministering to you, God is speaking to me as well. Meditate on the promises of God. Meditate on what God has said. Uh, uh, wives, if you're listening to me, meditate on the promises of God that God has spoken over your husband. Meditate on the promises, the prophetic word that God has said, how he's going to uh, He's gonna manifest his promises in your marriage. He's going to bring deliverance to your marriage. Uh, he's going to manifest salvation in your marriage. He's going to manifest healing in your marriage. Meditate on these promises so you can observe to do because then you're going to make your way successful and then you're going to have good success. Uh, 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 parents, if you're listening, uh, and you may listen later on, meditate on the promises of God concerning your children. Oh, they may be looking and acting one way, but you got a promise from God. That's what you embrace. That's what you hold on to. Don't look at what they're doing. Keep your eyes on God. Keep your focus on God. You say, oh, God, I'm just waiting on you. Well, praise God in the midst while you're waiting on him. Praise him. Worship him. Go back over the prof uh, the prophetic word. Uh, rehearse it. Let your ears hear. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you hear the word of God, the more you can meditate on the word of God. The more you can have faith uh, in the word of God. The more the word of God will begin to give you a picture of, of that that. Uh, promise coming to pass in your life, uh, God opening up that door uh, in your life, uh, God manifesting uh, his word that he's spoken of your life, and, and your focus is God, not what people have said, your focus is God, you you know the prophetic word that you receive concerning your job, how God is giving, uh, how God is going to bless you, and how God is going to uh, give you that raise, and how God is going to promote you, uh, and how God said that you're going to have your own business one day, well, that should make you and I excited. Because we know that God is not a man that he should lie. Amen. If God spoke it, the Bible says, uh, I believe it's in another translation, the Amplified Version, he knows how to bring it to pass and make it good just for you. <laughs> God knows the right moment, the right time, the right hour to manifest his promises in your life. So keep yourself in the secret place of the Most High. And then after verse 15, the last verse there in chapter 91, he says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So God is manifesting long life. God has manifested long life in your life. God has manifested long life in your marriage. God has manifested long life in the lives of your children, your grandchildren, and your children's children. God has manifested and showed you salvation. Praise God for salvation. In this new season, this new hour, don't look at the past. Don't focus on what has been. Focus on what is. What is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith. Now faith. Not yesterday's faith. Not last year's faith. Not uh, two minutes ago faith. Uh, but faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things uh, not seen. The Bible says in the book of Romans, the fourth chapter there, how Abraham considered not. Maybe that's the problem right there. Sometimes we consider, we stop and consider. Oh, I wonder how God's going to do it in my marriage. I wonder how God's going to do it in my church because they just seem like they so far out there. No, <laughs> nothing's too hard for God. Isaiah said, oh, Lord God, there is nothing too hard for you. You made the heaven. You made the earth. There's nothing too hard for you. So God knows the right time, the right hour, the right second to manifest his promises in your life. He knows the right hour, the right 
second to manifest salvation. God knows how to bring them uh, to the end of themselves. God knows how to do that. You just focus on God and don't allow yourself to give in to the negative. Don't allow yourself to speak anything contrary to the word of God. Only speak the word of God. Whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe the report of the Lord? His report says you're healed. His report says you're filled. His report says that you have the victory. So manifest, manifest, allow the word of God to manifest in your life. Because why? You dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and you remain stable and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So God said that he is manifesting his word, his promises in your life. Do you believe him? Will you believe him? God gave us a word, and God said that this is our due season. Uh, this is our set time. In the book of Genesis, the 21st chapter, and verse 1, the scripture says, The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for her, Sarah, as he had promised. So, ladies, men, fathers, mothers, don't miss your time of visitation. Sarah could have missed it, but she didn't miss her time of visitation. Don't allow people to cause you to miss your time of visitation. I remember the man of God, uh, the Lord spoke that a couple of years ago to us at our watch night service. Do not allow yourself to miss your time of visitation. Now, uh, we could have allowed uh, ourselves to miss our time of visitation uh, on October the 7th because last year we did not handle all the uh, the testing that God allowed us to go through. We did not handle it right. We we, we focused on people. Uh, we defended ourselves. Uh, we said some things to people. Uh, we, we wanted to go and protect ourselves. Uh, we wanted to go on Facebook and, and say this and say that. No, 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 no. No, uh-uh, those are works of the flesh. <laughs> we did not give in to that at all. We did not even go on Satan's turf, <laughs> if I can say it like that. We didn't cross the line. No, 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 no. We stood. My husband said that this is of God. God has allowed this. God did this thing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. <laughs> it didn't look marvelous last year. <laughs> no, we uh, denied ourselves. We went on that consecration, we fasted, we came together in unity, uh, we came together in agreement, believed God, stood on the word of God, prayed for the individuals, called out their names in 3 a.m. prayer, called out their names in 12 noon prayer. Uh, and why do I keep uh, uh, going back over this? Because I believe God is speaking to someone. Every time God allows us to speak it, God is talking to somebody, and God is encouraging us to stay focused on him. Can Satan do anything uh, in your life that God does not allow? No. Remember how uh, God, uh, 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 the Satan came to God concerning Job, and God said, uh, "Have you considered my servant Job? God is the one that put that there. God is the one that asked Satan a question. Have you considered my servant Job? So, so could it be that God is saying that concerning you? Have you considered my servant Kathy? Have you considered my servant EJ?" Have you considered my servant, Robin? Have you considered my servant, Donna? Have you considered them, that there is nobody like them, that there is nobody uh, that can cause them to be pulled out of purpose? Have you considered them? I know that they're faithful. 
I know they fast. I know they believe me. I know they, they stand on my word. I know that they are walking by faith and not by sight. I know that they believe that this is their due season and their set time. I know that they believe the promises of God. I know that they're a man and woman of God. Have you considered them? And Satan said, uh-huh, yeah, I consider them. Then God said, go ahead, touch them. Touch their stuff, but don't take their life. Touch their body, but don't take their life. And what happened? The Bible says that God restored Job's losses when Job prayed for his friends. In the book of uh, Job, the 42nd chapter there, God restored Job's losses when Job prayed for his friends. So maybe that's what God is telling you to do today. Pray for your friends. Pray for your enemies. <laughs> Pray for those that you know is persecuting you and speaking all manner of evil against you. Pray for them. Don't come in agreement with Satan and talk about them. No, 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 no. They still uh, is a soul, and, and, and God wants to bring salvation to them. And you might be the person that God wants to use, uh, desires to use, uh, if you come in agreement with God and speak the word of God, release the word of God, and God says, now I have an open door. Now I can come into their life and bring manifest my, my deliverance. Manifest my salvation. Manifest my healing. Now I can manifest because I have a door. And you became that door that God will walk through and manifest his salvation in that person's life. Can you be that instrument that God can use like that? Job was that instrument. Job prayed for his friends. His friends, uh, even his wife said, curse God and die, man. Why are you holding on to your faith? <laughs> Paraphrasing it. But curse God and die. Why are you going through all of that? No, curse God and just give up the ghost and die. <laughs> Job said, uh-uh, God's been too good to me. God has proven himself uh, to me. Uh-uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hold fast to my uh, integrity. That's what the scripture said. And then in uh, Job 14, I believe it's 14, 14, Job said, all the days of my warfare, I'm going to praise him. All the days of my warfare, amplified version, I'm going to praise him. All the days of my warfare, I'm going to wait until my change come. Change is, is here today. So Job said, I'm going to, all the days of my warfare, I'm going to wait until my change come. And so today, God is speaking to somebody. God wants you to wait until he manifests the change that you're looking for. God wants you to wait and pray. Speak the word of God. Release the word of God. Come in agreement with what God has said. I remember one time concerning one of my siblings. The Lord spoke to me, and the Lord said, see them as a soul. Detach yourself emotionally from them. So I had to begin to do that, to detach myself emotionally from them so I can see them as a soul and see them as an individual that need Christ in their life. See them as an individual that needs salvation and healing in their life. And when I was able to look back and stand and see them as a soul, 
Then my prayers were began to turn into warfare prayers. It wasn't just prayer, but it was warfare. Warring against the enemy, commanding and speaking, releasing and decreeing and declaring, forbidding the hand of the enemy and releasing the word of God over their life. Sometimes we're too emotionally attached to the person. And so, therefore, we take everything personally instead of seeing them as a soul that God wants to bring salvation in their life. God wants to manifest deliverance in their life. God wants to manifest healing in their life. And God wants to use you. And I believe that God has used me and is still using me in my family member's life because I see them as a person that needs Christ. And so I'm the one that's interceding on their behalf. Will you be the one that will intercede on the behalf of someone that God will manifest his healing power? And God will manifest his salvation in their life. Can you detach yourself emotionally just for a little while? And you let God stand up on the inside of you and release the word of God over their life. Release the prophetic word of God over their life. Release uh, uh, the healing power of God over their life. Release salvation over their life. Release it over them. Can you allow God to use you like that? He will if you let him. He will if you yield to him. So God says here in the book of Genesis, the 21st chapter, in verse 1, he says, The Lord visited Sarah as he said, and the Lord did for her as he promised. As he promised. So God wants to, uh, he, wants, he desires to visit you. He desires to come and manifest his promises uh, to you. Hasn't he spoken some powerful prophetic promises over your life? Well, he wants to visit you. Will you be in that right place at the right time, the right hour, the right second, the right day, the right moment so God can visit you and manifest his promise unto you just like he spoke over you? And the Bible says in the second chapter here, it says, For Sarah became pregnant. God wants to cause you and I to give birth. Sarah became pregnant and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time God had told him. So God fulfilled his promises. So ladies, don't miss your time of visitation. Husbands, fathers, don't miss your time of visitation. Everyone has a due season. Everyone has a set time. Sarah didn't miss her set time. She didn't miss the promise that God had given unto her. The promise came forth. She was able to give birth. God wants you and I to give birth to the promise, but we cannot miss our time of visitation. And why don't you go ahead and say it? Say, I will not miss my time of visitation. I will give birth. Say it again. I will not miss my time of visitation. Say, I will give birth. Say, this is my due season and my set time. In the book of Psalms, Psalms 102 and verse 13, the Amplified Version says, You will arise and have mercy and love and kindness for Zion, for it is time to have pity and compassion for her. Yes, the set time has come. The moment designated. See, there's a time, there's a moment that God has fixed in the heavenlies, designated for your set time, for my set time. And it is now. It says, you will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. So this is your appointed time. This is your due season. This is your set time. 
Uh, and then in the book of Second Chronicles, 29th chapter and verse 36, it says, Thus Hezekiah rejoiced. And all the people rejoiced because of what God had prepared for the people. So there's a preparation that God has for you and I. And God desires to manifest the preparation, the promise that he has spoken over our lives. It says, for it was done suddenly. It was done suddenly. And we don't want to be a people that would say, the Lord had visited this place. And surely I did not know it. We don't want to be able to say that. We don't want to miss our time of visitation. Jacob missed that time. He said, surely the Lord was in this place and I did not even know it. So God desires to visit you today. God desires to manifest to you today. God desires for you to receive everything that he's spoken over your life. But you got to make a decision that I will, I choose to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Then you can say like David said in verse 2, He is my refuge, my fortress. He is my fortified place. And then God will manifest his promise in your life. With long life, God says, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. He's going to call upon me. I'm going to answer him. I'm going to be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and I will honor him. Well, this is the day that God chooses to honor you. This is the day that God has chosen to manifest his promises in your life. Will you believe it? Will you receive it today? Will you walk by faith and not by sight and keep your focus on God and don't look at what people is saying around you? Don't look at what is going on around you, but keeping your eyes on God because what God had prepared for the people was done suddenly. So I say that to you. I prophesy to you today. What God has prepared for you was done suddenly. Because why? My focus is uh, on God. I'm looking uh, uh, in the heavenlies. I'm keeping my eyes on God. This is uh, something, a word that God has encouraged us through our man of God, to, to allow the rim of the, the kingdom, to allow the kingdom of God to be more real to us than this natural realm. And, and then when the kingdom of God is more real to you and I, then I know that God will manifest his promises in my life. I know that God will satisfy me. I know that God will show me his salvation because I've chosen to dwell in the secret place. I will not miss my time of visitation. Sarah didn't miss her time of visitation. Sarah was able to give birth, and even as God had spoken to the man of God, Sarah gave birth at the set time that God had promised. So you want to give birth to the promises of God at the set time that God had promised unto you. Don't miss your season. Don't miss your time of visitation. Don't miss your due season, your set time. There's a set time for every man. There's a set time for every woman. And this is the day, this is the hour that God is manifesting his promises. Uh, the man of God, Dr. McKenzie, said to, to uh, me recently, we were talking, and he said, this is God's show. <laughs> so I want to encourage us uh, uh, with that, in with that today, that this is God's show. God is, has shown up, and God desires to manifest. So we're going to keep our eyes on God. We're going to stay focused on, on the kingdom of God. We're going to dwell in the secret place. We've chosen to dwell in the secret place. And God has manifested his promises unto us in verses 9 through 16. God has manifested his promises because we choose to dwell in the secret place and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And remember, we, we choose to stay stable, firmly fixed. 
are steadfast, not changing, not fluctuating. We choose to remain permanent. We choose to endure. And then God said, David said, uh, that the Lord has become my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him, I'm going to rely and I'm going to have confidence in him because he's my stronghold. He is my fortified place. So God is showing himself strong on your behalf. Let him show himself strong today on your behalf. Let him show himself strong today in your marriage. Let him show himself strong today concerning your children. Let him show himself strong today concerning every promise that he's spoken of over your over your business, uh, uh, over your job, over your finances, in your family. Let God show himself strong on your behalf. Remember how Job did. Job prayed and God restored his losses because he prayed for his friends. So will you choose to pray for your friends? Will you choose uh, to stay and keep your eyes on the Lord? Uh, will you choose to allow uh, yourself to bring salvation to your family, bring salvation to your friends, bring salvation to every man, woman, boy, and girl that God allows you to come in contact with. Well, we pray that you were blessed by the word of God today. Uh, God does not want you and I to defect from the faith, but God wants you and I to remain stable and to choose to abide uh, in the secret place of the Most High. Let God be your Lord. Let him be your king today. This has been your host, um, Kathy L. McKenzie. Uh, remember that we have changed our prayer time. Our corporate fast is December the 17th, 18th, 19th. Remember, uh, our watch night service uh, is at the Embassy Suites Hotel, December the 31st, 10 p.m. And we pray that you were blessed and you were encouraged. God bless you. Until the next time.